In entertainment news, a film student is writing a screenplay about an attractive film student writing a screenplay. Hello, individuals. This is WBEZ's It's All True podcast, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I chat with a great guest and then ask them to reveal a headline for a funny, personal, true story. This week, I talked to mind reader Mark Tolan. Yes, I say I'm a mind reader because people don't know what a mentalist is, even with the even with the CBS show and all that stuff. We discuss how we got into the craft and what it's like being skilled at trickery. After the show, inevitably, you get the people who are very apt to believe in these things. And I can say firsthand that he's pretty good because he even read my mind during the show. Tim, do me a favor. Think of the name of your first kiss. All of this plus his headline for a funny true story coming up. But first, let's listen to him in action. I showed you this earlier as soon as you got here. This is an envelope. Mm-hmm. And what I told you, and all I've told you, is that I put a drawing in here. Okay. And it's a drawing of just something simple. I did tell you it's not like a stick man or a tree or something like that. But it is something simple. Mm -hmm. And I told you to try to visualize a picture in your head that you Mm -hmm. could draw. And you've been Mm -hmm. thinking of this. Now, very important, you didn't tell me what you've been picturing. Mm -hmm. No. I didn't tell you what to draw, anything like that, right? Okay. I did tell you I'm a terrible You did say you're a bad artist, but that's all you told me. Okay. Okay. So that's fine. So think of this drawing now that you want to draw that you Uh think might be in here. Uh And draw it. And you can show me and you can show the camera. Okay. I'll hold this okay. right here so we can right. see it. Oh, what do we got there? Dude, the typical house. A uh, house, okay. There okay, that's go. good. With a but chimney, which was very big in chim- Puerto Rico. So that is, oh, yeah, yeah. that's, that's mm-hmm. good. So this is a unique mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, kind of drawing because you mm-hmm. did put a chimney it's special mm-hmm. and again i didn't tell you to draw a house nothing like that right not set yeah, up at you all you get this Mark. this is what's awesome because this is reverse mind reading right i was committed to this last night so take a look at this if in you here, got this mark Colin. check this out in here i'm is gonna my drawing, find your help is my drawing get out. even the chimney what about that get out get out That was Mark Toland with WGN-TV's Anna Belleval. Mark prefers being called a mind reader. The broad term would be magic or magicians, right? Well, mentalism is a is a genre within magic. Something that I found while talking to him is that magicians and comics aren't all that different. In fact, a lot of great comics and entertainers have a deep passion for magic. I think of Steve Martin, for instance, or Dick Cavett. So what's the connection? My theory, repetition and practice. I was that annoying cousin or nephew at parties who just did the same three card tricks over and over every Thanksgiving or Christmas. That's tricky because when you're younger, you only have the same 10 people to test things on. Your family, maybe your teacher, you know, and then uh, family events. The repetition of doing the same trick for people is ridiculous because magic is, you know, it's inherently about surprise and about withholding information until the very end. So once someone's seen the watch this again, it's very pointless. So there's a lot of kind of time in front of the mirror doing things over and over or just saying it out loud to like a stuffed animal when you're younger. You know, very depressing things to think about now. I don't, I don't, there's no, I can't pinpoint. People ask me all the time, I can't pinpoint, but I did like nursing homes and libraries and all these random shows. I was the king of the how, nursing how home you? circuit. How old you? have were no you idea. when you were doing this? Oh, I was like eight years old. I did a full 45 minute show at a nursing home. <laughs> Oh, it was great. It was good. They're the best audience because they, they don't see any 
any entertainment. Ever. I was the king of that circuit. No other, no other person could work nursing homes like I could. And it's one of those things where I imagine like you were the only person in the town who was doing this. Like if you're a funny person, you can find someone else who really likes to try to be funny. If you're right. in theater, if you like love Pokemon cards, I don't know what. But th- this is such a specific thing. It's an. It's definitely true. I I grew up in a town with five thousand people, four stoplights. You know the, the very typical like small town movie feel that you would see. I remember some of my friends would go in and out of like, oh, I want to I want to learn some magic and realize how insanely difficult it is. Or you know, oh, I think I could get girls this, and they'd learn it for three months or something, and want to be my best friend and do stuff. And they'd come in with like challenges, or we should do the talent show together, and then they'd phase out. So I was just the through line of our childhood of no, nope, he's still doing it. Everyone else is kind of falling away, but. You, you go through phases. So you get into magic because I think I got into it a little early. I got this book and I just started reading it. I taught myself to read from this book so I could learn magic because it, it would have a paragraph of hold the card like this and then a drawing of how to hold the card. So I figured out that the words were saying what the pictures were doing and I eventually taught myself to read. My, my mom was pregnant with another brother and we had all this stuff. So I was like, I want to learn. So I did it. But when you're, when you're that young, I'm just learning it because it fascinated me. But eventually, if you stick with it, it's because you're a show off and that like any magician who said they didn't do it because they show off are just lying to you because that's that's totally why we did it. You're you're either introverted or shy or you don't have good communication skills. So that's why you get the kind of amateur performers who are like awkwardly in the corner and then all of a sudden it's like Hey, show us a magic trick, and they snap into like character mode and pick a card, pick a card. Let me show you, you know. But I I went through that phase and came out on the other end and realized, wow, I can't be this this show off now. So now it's more about a shared experience, trying to create something together with an audience, you know, and and making it very much about the crowd and all those good things. But that's that show off thing is is when you're when you're in conversation. Yeah, I do magic. Let me show you something, you know, like and that is a way to practice. But it is it is so humiliating yeah, to think back flashy. and remember that. Oh, it's terrible. But there terrible. isn't there aren't there aren't magic mics. <laughs> well, you know there, there, I, mean? I mean there are magic a movie the movie <laughs> magic. But you know what I mean? Like I can I can go to right a, an open like an mic open every mic. night for comedy. A but I go to those. Find. I go to those because you know you and fellow performers in the city have been very welcoming. Who are your inspirations as a mentalist? So it'd be Darren Brown, who's a UK mentalist, who is just fantastic. He's kind of a psychological illusionist, I think is what a lot of people call him. Please welcome Darren Brown. And he's really taken mind reading and freshened it up, made it work for, you know, a 21st century audience. What's your name? Faye. Faye, nice to meet you, Faye. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 20. 20. Have you got any pets? What have you got? Don't say the names, just like dogs, cats, whatever they are, it's fine. Dogs. Dogs, what breed? And his ideas are just, they fascinate me. Dogs, is that two? Yeah. Did you name them both yourself? Uh, Family. And he does it with content and doesn't just do it to pull a fast one on people like a lot of magicians do. But in your mind, just shout the name like you're screaming, screaming to this dog to come to you, right? Louder and louder until you are, oh, no, they uh, called it Xena. (laughs) Zena with an X, like the princess. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you very much indeed. Great, take a seat. Well uh, Penn and Teller in the U.S., of course, are so original, and they, again, are topical and, and have content. We had a very fun conversation a while back about other magicians, and I was, that's, that, that's really what, what grabbed me about this world. I never thought about it. <laughs> I never thought about, you know, five magicians in a room. I think the thing that we had a great conversation about was that 
no comedian would walk in and do a cover of someone else's joke. Yeah, that's or or the same thing word for word. And it's not necessarily acceptable in the magic community, but it happens and I would say it's not necessarily frowned upon. Gotcha. You know, people people publish their materials word for word in the magic community. People learn that word for word or watch the video on YouTube and then go and do it. And an audience of magicians will applaud their performance. <laughs> and when they really should be, you know, yeah. booing and criticizing in the kindest way possible, because the only way you can improve and move an art form forward is to uh, is to be very strict about creativity and originality. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you right now you can't name more than 10 magicians because there's not many original <laughs> magicians or mind readers. But you also, I mean, you do classics. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I do covers. So, you know, I, I don't I can't think of a comparison in comedy. But in, in music, you know, there's these kind of public domain songs that people do and do covers of. But it's very important to make it yourself. And how, how do you feel when people do feel like you have some supernatural capability? I'm flattered because clearly my performance was was um, convincing enough, although it blows my mind that in the 21st century people believe in astrology and believe in the But you're helping them. Do you realize no, that you're no, no, helping? No, 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 no. I make, it, I make a very big point in my show of saying it's not real. So, okay, so the way I look at this, <laughs> the way I look at this is I can either go on stage like John Edwards or Teresa Caputo or uh, any of those fake mediums out there who are all fake and doing it and, you know, <laughs> I'll take that stance right now. I can do, I can do that. Or I can stand on stage and say, I'm going to show you things tonight that will amaze you, that will feel real. I'm going to read your minds. You'll have no idea how I did it, but I want you to know I'm not real. And to me, artistically, that is a much better question to leave than to say, oh, no, I'm real. I'm real. Right? That's That's only making them think that you're more real by saying that. No, 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 no. I was just a humble god. (laughs) He's a wizard with modesty. <laughs> yeah. No, it, you know, it's, you know what you're doing. In, you're a mentalist. You know exactly yeah, right. what you're doing. No, but it, it's very important. It's very important. Uh, mentalists call it a disclaimer. Is to okay. say it, and I think it. I think in disclaimer kind of detracts a lot of times because it can get very preachy. Mm. So to me, I've had to work things in. So occasionally in the show, I'll say things like, like you know, when you're. Um, when, when I'm doing this, there's nothing psychic about this, and I'll throw up the quotes around psychic. And so I won't do a huge disclaimer, yeah. but I'll drop little things about this. You know, if I could really do this, we would – and I'll just throw little things like that in the whole show where the audience yeah. starts to question it. And I'll, and I'll always make little comments about it's not supernatural, not this. But I find that – that's way more fascinating to me, giving them this kind of precarious tipping point of – he says he's not real, but yeah. oh, it feels real. But he says he's not real. Where do I go? It's so much better than being like, oh, he's real. He told us, you know. So final question. Yeah, was Jesus a magician? <laughs> we talked about this, and I, I said I don't know for sure if he was a magician or not. But I feel like his stories became convoluted and twisted and embellished, just like stories of magicians today do. If I, ha- if right now I had you take a card and uh, do this and sign it, and then. You know, I, I shuffle the deck after you put it back in and then find the card or something. Later when you tell the story, maybe you forget I shuffled. But when I shuffled was when I controlled the card and found it and all this good stuff. But later you're like, no, no, no. I took the card. He never touched the deck because you don't want to admit to your friends, like you said, that you were that you were, you were fooled. Duped. Yeah. So yeah. you he never touched the cards and then it was on top. And then the friend goes and says, No, no, no. He he just had him think of a card and then he told him. And the next one the guy he just held out a card and he named it and it just becomes so embellished. I feel like 
especially, you know, it was those were all campfire stories 2000 years ago. I feel like those those were embellished yeah. and kind of built on. And that's a fascinating thing. I don't know if he was a magician or not. Um, but you can see the, but uh, I see that kind of growth of his, a story. His disclaimers were too subtle. Yes, exactly. The, dis- <laughs> the Jesus disclaimers <laughs> in Deuteronomy or somewhere. I'm not sure where they were. Which is the funniest name in the Bible, <laughs> for sure. Deuteronomy. Yeah, that's why I chose it. <laughs> Think of the name of your first kiss. Mm-hmm. Does it come to mind? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a, it's a girl, obviously. But how old how old were you when, when you knew this, this girl, would you say? In how old? Uh, like 17? 17? Okay. Was late, Good. Was I was about, kiss. no, I was about, I think I was 16 when I <laughs> okay. had my first kiss. Uh, that's that small town thing. I had a car finally. I could <laughs> go out and seek affection. Um, okay. So in your mind, just say this person's name over and over and just uh, roll through the letters. Like you're spelling it, but don't, don't do it out loud. Mm-hmm. And just for the listeners, you didn't tell me this name or anything like that, right? It's just, nope. just in your mind. So say it over and over. Okay. Think of a letter somewhere in the middle. Oh, there's a, there's like a Y in there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be crystal. Maybe? Yeah. Yep. That was it. Is that right? Yep. That was really it. That was it. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> and you just take a sip of coffee. Yeah, I gotta do uh, it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even give a disclaimer. I. Th- <laughs> the the rest of the podcast is my disclaimer <laughs> up to that point. We'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Mark Tolan's headline for his own funny personal true story. What's it about? Here's a clip. So I get this call last minute to do a kid's birthday party, which is not what I wanted to do. I haven't done them in years. Think you can create a headline for a funny true story? Record it on your phone or laptop and email the file to itsalltruepodcast at gmail.com. That's what It's All True listener A.J. Lubecker did. High school hockey player suspended for calling an opponent fat one too many times. That, that was great. More Mark Toland after the break. This week on Chewing the Fat, we cook the books. I'm Louisa Chu. And I'm Monica Eng. We talked to prune chef and acclaimed author Gabrielle Hamilton about her cookbook debut. I actually survived on canned sardines and triscuits, and I'm not kidding. Then we talked to best-selling author Dory Greenspan about her new book, Baking Chamois, recipes from my Paris home to your home anywhere. I got this recipe when I went to have my hair cut. Listen to new episodes of our food podcast each Thursday at wbez.org slash chewingthefat. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny true story. This week's guest is mind reader Mark Toland. Here's his headline. Okay, my headline is Grown Man Dresses as Robin Hood to Pay the Bills, Even Though He Isn't a Disney Employee. What, uh, were you in college? This is unfortunately about me. I was out of college. <laughs> okay, that's, that, that's a de- depressing distinction we just made. So after, after college, I moved to L.A. and I decided I was going to go after this full time. So backtracking slightly, I, I went to USC for my freshman year of school. And then my father had passed away between freshman and sophomore year. So I go back to Kansas to finish up. Good things came out of Wichita State where I ended up. Uh, including meeting my wife and, um, you know, uh, additional things. I had plenty of time to work on my craft and figure out what I wanted to do, kind of find my voice. So I move out to L.A. after school with only $500 saved. 
I, I got out there and was sleeping on couches and taking literally any gig I could get. I'd take the bus two hours, like two different buses for two hours, and, and you know, public transportation in L.A. is horrendous. <laughs> Walk 20 blocks and teach a workshop for $50 just so I could, you know, have bus fare for the rest of the week or something like that. So I get this call last minute to do a kid's birthday party, which was not what I wanted to do. I haven't done them in years, but when you're sleeping on couches, you, you know, yeah. it's better than waiting tables. So, so I, I, I'm on the phone with this person, and uh, they said, yeah, I've got this party on Saturday. We'd love, love you to come. What's your rate? And my rate was incredibly low, $100 or something, which was way wow. too low for this, yeah. you know, to take, you know, it's, it's a, my entire day when yeah. you don't have a car in L.A. So I, I went, I, I went for $100 to do this, this thing, and, and uh, I told him, you know, that's good. We're booked. Let me send you, uh, send you a contract or whatever. So I... I get a call the next day and they say, hey, we're, we decided to make it a themed party. Uh, and we were just wondering, uh, will you uh, – would you mind dressing as Peter Pan for this? <laughs> it would make our kids' day. Up to Neverland. Again, you got to pay the bills. So I go – I had told him, you know, yes, but you're gonna have to pay me twenty five more dollars. I asked for, I asked for twenty. <laughs> only twenty. I know. I should have doubled it. That... But that's how badly I needed money. So I went for a hundred twenty five. Oh, they had and... the costume ready for. Oh, they, they. I don't know how they knew my size, but they had a tunic. <laughs> oh, and I was like, no tights, no tights. So I wore jeans and then the hat and the the tunic. And so I wasn't employed by Disney. Like I said, I was just doing this party. And the worst, the worst thing that came out of it was I gave a really good show. And all the parents wanted to book me, but they thought this was my thing. They thought that I went around L.A. <laughs> dressing as Disney characters, and they were like, what a great hook. You should do this. And I was like, no, I don't want it. So but did it anyone catch who, No, I, that was the only one I did. And that's the show. Big thanks to Mark Tolan for stopping by. If you'd like more updates on what he's up to, visit marktolan.com. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. The show is produced by me, I, myself, Patrick Burns, Joe Dassault, and Tim Barnes. For more updates on It's All True and other wonderful WBZ podcasts like This American Life, Pleasure Town, General Admission, Homemade Stories, visit wbez.org slash podcasts. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and follow the show at AllTruePodcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.